0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike, and I'm Marty, and this is Two Guys, A League, and some guests. Let's get it started.
1: Alright, and welcome everybody. Uh, Episode 2, Season 3. Gosh, we're already doing Episode 2? What happened? The week's just by (laughs) around here. (laughs) Going around, there. <laughs> yeah. Um, now this one's a little bit of a different This is a prediction episode So while we're not technically going around the boards We're absolutely going around the boards What are you talking about? We're going to cover all <laughs> Eastern Conference, Western Conference, all the teams Mike's going to do his a little bit differently, differently Than mine because he has to be different um, After looking at the show notes I realized He went into each division and separated divisions I just did conference because that's all we said uh, So Mike next time be a little more clear With your instructions please Um, Uh, either
0: that or maybe you should listen either one
1: or maybe I should just try harder Um, (laughs) all it all of it is correct Um, but before we get right into it, just quick shout out to THPN, great network, a lot of great shows over there on the, the Hockey Podcast Network, several shows that everybody, our listeners should be absolutely t- uh, checking out. Um, and all of this couldn't be done without an- our response, another one of our sponsors, uh, DraftKings. Um, so if you're into um, betting on games, man, there's a lot of opportunity over there on DraftKings, really, really good betting we- websites. Uh, so check them out. Um, so yeah, so without further ado, let me bring up the Western Conference because it's always Eastern Conference first, right? People just like, oh, it's all Yeah, I know things. that I, no, we're Not going right. west, baby. No, we're gonna do we're West. Let's doing- go West. Life is peaceful. Where's <laughs> your song you wanted, eh? No. okay, oh, nice. so so at the top, because in episode one, we talked about how this team is angry and with anger comes hunger and they just won the cup a couple years ago i am of course talking about the colorado avalanche so let me just read this up real quick with so much depth and balance on this team the only thing stopping them will be injuries however this team is so well coached that even with injuries i'm not sure anyone can stop them from taking another deep run at the cup and it starts with winning the western conference now there could be an argument made for a couple of teams, like let's say Dallas. And I know I pumped the hell out of the tires in Minnesota, but let's be real. I know the cup came from Vegas, but again, let's be real. This is Colorado's. Is it Colorado's to lose, would you say? I, I you know what? I can't go
0: that far. I can't go that okay. far, but I but I will and, and you know, I know we keep saying kind of pissed, angry. Use whatever you want, whatever word you want. I just feel like there it was way too abrupt for them last yeah. year after winning yeah. the cup you just there was just this this feeling like everything was just too abrupt and i'm and if i feel like that as kind of a fan i can only imagine how the players on the team feel so that, that's why marty and i keep mentioning like this kind of anger or the, the, them being pissed it's just you and and let's face it nate mckinnon nate dog i mean that guy gets pissed <laughs> almost every game so it's he, just like, yeah. <laughs> you you could see him wanting to like pump out a 130-point season. That That's kind of what I'm getting at. Like You kind of get a feeling that the, this team really wants to be like, listen, we won the Cup. We know we had a little bit of a hiccup. They want to come back, and they want to show everybody.
1: We're still there. Yes, we've lost some pieces, but we're still there. Absolutely. And don't forget, Miko ranted and got... 55 goals last year. Probably one of the quietest 55 goals you'll ever see in your entire life just because of yep. the league and what it is right now and some one uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. But Miko and coming out with 55 goals. This is not a fluke. You'll see that again. Um, they had you know, close to... I, th- I want to say they had more players in double-digit goals than they did without. Um, so this team is complete. They've got the goaltending. They've got the all-star power. They've got the defense for it. I, it doesn't get easier for any other team going up against them. So look to Colorado. In my opinion, I'm again. I agree. I don't think it's theirs to lose per se, but I think they have so much going for them. Um, it kind of feels that way for me. So that's why I put them right at the top. Number two, uh, Edmonton Oilers. They're going to be right there, um, predominantly because Connor Bedard. Or, wow, Connor Bedard. Too many Connors now. Connor McDavid, <laughs> um, along with having another level that he will reach this year, as he does every single year of his career, he has already come out and said, this team is cup or bust, this entire team. So to me, I took that as like, listen guys, all of you, I'll I'll keep doing what I'm doing. And in fact, I'll take it up another notch. However, you guys are now on the hook. You guys are now the ones that we need to really step up your game. I'm doing everything. Leon Drysaddle's right there with me. Your Zach Hymans you Ryan Nugent Hopkins show me he's a big one show me that that what last year wasn't a fluke that your career year wasn't a fluke I'm not saying put up another 100 point season but I'm saying don't take a mag, a, a gigantic step back like you've done in years in the past where you come out with a 70 point year and then you follow it up with a 50 where you lose 20 points, you can lose 20 points from 100. still land in 80 and that's okay. We're all going to sort of forgive you. But don't lose that goal production. Don't lose that drive, that determination. And I think that's what McDavid is saying here. He's saying this isn't all on me. It's on everybody in this group. Evan Bouchard is going to come out stronger than ever. He kind of showed that last year, too, that he's probably the one they should have given that Darnell nurse money to. Um, (laughs) But Matthias um, uh, Eklum is there for the whole season uh that to me is a great addition it'll actually really help solidify the defense skinner will end up of course uh taking the reins as he should but i don't i don't think i don't think uh, campbell has a season like he did last year i think he bounces back pretty hard this year and it'll be a lot closer to an even split this year than you've than we've seen last year um, Campbell was really showing better signs down the stretch last year in the playoffs and I, I really wish they would have leaned on him a little bit more it would have been easier on Skinner maybe regardless of that things that were done were moving on but I do think Campbell does a lot better this season comes closer to a 50 50 split and that's beneficial to everybody. Um, including Skinner, even maybe not for fantasy player or fantasy teams, but <laughs> it is, it is a good thing for this team. And I do see them coming out on top or sorry, not on top in second place. Um, yeah. Anything you want to add there? No, no, I'm good. I'm just, I'm just rifling. Okay, I, I, I'm letting you rifle off here, my man. Perfect. <clears throat> no problem. So Dallas is number three. Uh, this is a good team. Actually, this is a great team. The young core, Robertson, Hentz, uh Johnston, and even a few others, along with veteran leadership, oozing from every pore. Top-tier goaltending, which is honestly a rare commodity in the NHL. Uh, key additions of Matt Duchesne. I don't see how this team isn't feared, honestly, every single night. Uh, they could easily upset Colorado and Edmonton, but I'm placing them there only because I don't see Ben, Sigay, and company kind of repeating what they did last year. Ben overachieved last year. Um, Sig, I'm not going to say he overachieved, but he's shown last year that he still has a lot left in the tank. (laughs) I think he kind of regresses back a little bit, but it's not going to come at, at the cost of the team winning games. I think overall this team does enough to win all of the games they need to win. Where did they land last year? Did they land Dallas landed in fourth and I'm placing them in third. So they're technically going to climb, which makes sense. This team is a team on the upward swing. So, I'm just not ready to have them supplant Colorado or even in this case, Edmonton for this year. Something can be said for next year, but I'm talking about this year. So I think Edmonton or Dallas lands in the right place, which is third spot overall, because they've got a lot of listen. Third place is not a terrible spot to be in. They got tons of talent. All those players are going to start doing better. Miro Hiskinen is going to keep doing his thing. Um, I honestly this is one of my favorite teams in the league. Um, So third is not an insult. Um, no matter how you might look at it, um, <clears throat> Minnesota jumping up into fourth place last year they were in sixth. This is this. If you listen to our first episode, this isn't really a surprise. I've got a lot of respect for this team, um, specifically in nets in their tandem of Gustafson and. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury, and I'm not saying Marc-Andre Fleury because I think he's going to magically regain some some strokes here. He's going to do something to uh, uh, Gustafson's game that you just can't get pretty much anywhere else in the league right now. The kind of stuff that Marc-Andre Fleury is going to bring to his game, he's going to be responsible for saving them games, but he's not going to be playing them. Know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen to this team. And then... When you look at this team, they weren't like this is not a bad team even if Gustason doesn't turn out the way I said they would, uh, or the way I'm predicting that they will. Because you're still looking at Caprisov, uh, uh, who's finished with 70, 75 points in 67 games. He, was, he had injuries last year. I'm sure you know that. Uh, Zuccarello still not a bad player. Matt Boldy, uh, Marcus Johansson. He's a good filler. Ryan Hartman, I think, underperformed again. Didn't he had injuries? Played fifty nine games, but I think there's a lot more to be said about his game. Uh, I think he's another sleeper pick, a good sleeper pick for deep rounds kind of thing. So you've got a well balanced team, on a team that plays very good defense and has a goaltender who's just about to take the the NHL by storm. So I think that's a great recipe for yeah for coming in fourth in a really tough division, um, but even tougher conference I, I i don't like necessarily saying one conference is tougher than the other um i do think the Easterns is a little bit more tough but all that being said these players or these teams are very good teams that i've mentioned already hard to jump ahead uh, beyond them but you know there's nothing wrong with where i
0: place them right now and you know what marty you kind of mentioned it off the top a little bit there and and i believe you did mention it in our first episode as well the Minnesota Wild are going to have two goaltending coaches. They're going to have their actual goaltending coach, and then they're going to have Marc-Andre Fleury. Because if you think for one minute that this guy is not going to mentor Gustafson, you have another thing coming. Why do you think Gustafson could not be in a better spot right now in, in, where he's at in his development. And to have a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury, listen... Is Marc-Andre Fleury a, pr- a prideful guy, and does he want to play, and does he want to be the starter? Sure, he does. But does he, does Marc-Andre Fleury also know where he's at in his career? Yes, he does. And yep. he is going to be more, and, and I can't emphasize this, he's going to be more than happy to mentor Philip Gustafson. And I think that started a little bit last year, yeah. and that's going to really start to take on – a whole, new, uh, a whole new ball game this year. And I, I, I don't think you can discount what that is going to bring to the Minnesota Wells as an organization. And furthermore,
1: and more importantly, to Philip Gustafson himself. Yeah, it's invaluable, the kind of stuff. And like I said, there's no other tandem in this league that has that kind of potential for the backup goalie to be the perfect mentor yep. to your rookie goalie. Your, not rookie, but sorry, your young goalie looking to take over the team as the solidified 1A. Uh, there's nothing stopping Mark andre Fleury from retiring. He doesn't need to play this year. There's nothing left to prove. In fact, it was it was flirted around in the offseason and even before the, the season ended last year. So why come back? There's only one reason. He sees something in Gustafsson that he wants to mentor. He wants to be there. He wants to help. And I think he kind of maybe had a little bit of awakening as a this is what's my this is where I'm going now in my career. This is my next step and this is sort of my 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 bridge to my next career. As an opinion outside, you know, I don't know I don't talk to the guys, so who knows. But in my opinion, that's that's kind of the point of all this. Puts them in a good spot too. Number 4, nothing wrong with that. Number 5, Vegas. Look, this is still a really good team. Um and and, and they could still defend the cup landing in the fifth spot. But I do believe there are Prime for what is known as the Stanley Cup hangover. This is Vegas, after all. They had a hell of a party. Um, and I think the pieces that are there are still are still very, very good. There's a lot of talent on this team. There's some... I would say there's, there's still some questions in Nets just because it's going to be difficult to anoint one goalie over another. Hill had a great run in the playoffs and then got that great contract. But Logan Thompson got injured. He didn't get outplayed. There's a big difference between the two. And even last year, Thompson was making less than Hill. Was it Hill? No, he was making... Yeah, Hill was there last year. Sorry, yeah. was Hill there the whole... Yeah, okay. Yeah. So he was still making less than Hill last year, but still got the starting job on most nights anyways. So there's nothing about the contract that's going to suggest one way over another. So as far as I'm concerned, there's a question mark there, which you know isn't necessarily bad either, Frig, Every team in the league right now is going with one A, one B, and that that flip flops um, on a nightly basis. But I think everything, all that kind of stuff, has a toll on you. And I think at the end of the day, this team's gonna slip to fifth. Um, they won the division last year, but they're not going or the conference. Sorry, but they're not going to this year. They're gonna slip, slip. They're still in the playoffs. They can still defend. So relax, fans. But I do think <laughs> there's gonna be. There's going to be some there's going to be more issues this year than last year um however that being said eichel is the real deal uh if you got him on your team be proud because he's i think this year he might go off this year um, so i don't know that's another little prediction thrown in there just for fun um los angeles i'm not entirely convinced uh <laughs> this team I, I'm not entirely convinced this team is where I really want them either in six because you and I dissected the hell out of this team last year and tried so hard to figure out how are they doing this. The numbers don't add up. They were letting in more goals and they were scoring. Their goalies didn't have good records at all. Obviously that makes sense. Um, but everybody was scoring goals. Their plus minus were all over the place. They were inconsistent where they would lose like you know five games in a row, but then come back and win eight against teams that they shouldn't be beating and then go around and then lose another three against teams they should just be mopping the floor with. Nothing made sense. And, and we, felt, we started, felt the same way about Seattle. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we were wondering but, how they were doing it. But somehow, every night, they found ways to... They never slipped in the playoffs. Or sorry, they never slipped in the standings, really. They actually stayed exactly where they needed to be the whole time. Nothing's changed except for the fact they went out and got Pierre-Luc Dubois. So they got better this year, except in Nets. They got significantly worse in Nets. Uh-huh. This is probably the worst goaltending tandem in the league in terms of teams that are going to compete for the playoffs. This is a disgusting... Like <laughs> I don't mean to be insulting, but if anybody picks Cam Talbot or was it Phoenix <laughs> Copley, if anyone picks either one of them, you're out of your mind. You're looking to lose. No good can come from picking these two. There's no way I would have any faith in them whatsoever. That being said, I've got them in the playoffs. So it means they're going to win 40-plus games. So Christ, what does that da- really mean for their goalies? I, Dauber's, I don't know. dauber got ILA
0: finishing second in the Pacific with 47 wins. So it's like... Okay. So you gotta. So maybe 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 I do grab. They're gonna do something. Yeah, grab one of them. Sure, but you know what? Maybe I'll grab one of these guys, like round eight or nine of our draft.
1: That'd be the only way I would okay uh, uh, picking up a a goalie from LA because it'd have to be a very late late pick. pick. But the problem is, I think at the end of the day, they end up going out and getting another goalie, either through trade or through the farm system. These are not the two goalies that are gonna finish the season. Talbot's not gonna carry them to anything. Copley is not going to do it either. So I think there's going to be another goalie involved. So all that being told, you're going to end up with like possibly three goalies, each with, you know, 20 wins, 13 wins and 13 wins. Like it'll be something like that. Where in the end, from a fantasy manager's perspective, this means nothing. From Mm -hmm. a team's perspective, you're in the playoffs. But from a manager's perspective, you're looking at the most, at the most, getting maybe 50 points from one of these goalies, if you're lucky.
0: You know what? Just as a little side note here, this has nothing to do with our ranking show, but I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking, and I'm like, geez, wouldn't Hellebuck look pretty good in a Kings uniform?
1: Ooh, whoa. Now, Ooh. the only
0: now there's a couple of things. Number one, do they have the cap space? Number two, is it just kind of a one-year deal that they're they're just going to bring him in for a 6.1% and then not yeah. resign him. But the only problem yeah. is that he wants to probably be re-signed. But anyway, just spitballing here. Spitballing yeah, sure. here. I, I, another, another team that could use that type of goalie, and they're in win-now mode, kind of just like New Jersey, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Which is ironic because next up in line is Winnipeg. I do have them here. Am I at seven here? Is that what this is? One, two, three, four, five, I six. I believe yep. you're at seven. So I, with all of my <laughs> tire pumping that I did in episode one, Um, They're going to move up one spot. (laughs) 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 To me, this team has the best chance at being the Cinderella team. My prediction, or possibly my hope, is that Halley decides to stick around as he realizes this team is actually better than last year's team. Again, from 8th to 7th. means they're better. The addition of Velardi and Iofalo... (laughs) Makes them better. But perhaps the subtraction of PLD, even though he was their best player most of the time, might be what propels this team forward even more. Combine that with the subtractions or addition of whatever happens with Shifley. I would expect some pieces coming into the mix. Let's say Helly does walk, stay to New Jersey, return of Vanacek would actually be a great move. But whatever. Not that he's, you know... Not that necessarily Vancek is better than Heli. I'm just saying that whoever they get in Nets, they're going to win some games. They're going to be a good goalie. If management can do this right, and all indications says management knows what they're doing and they're, they've done it right, a return on Shifley, to me, spells instant win. So I don't see them doing anything wrong. This team looks really good as it is. And the next few moves that I do suspect will come in will only solidify that even more. Next up, Seattle. So they're not really going to surprise anyone this year. So it means they're going to fall a little bit in the standings. But it doesn't mean they don't deserve it. They deserve to be where they were last year. They're a consistent team. They're young. They have a lot of talent. They're very well coached. I do believe Shane Wright does something this year. They'll try a little bit harder to plug him in. And I think it'll work. Overall, this team looks to stay in the playoffs as far as I'm concerned. I do think Grubauer plays a little bit better this year too. Another potential sleeper late round pick that you can grab and get yourself some Ws because this team is going to get some Ws. I'm not against the idea of them falling out of the playoffs, but I do think I saw enough out of them last year in terms of their consistency that I like what I saw that I'm confident that they'll make the playoffs. They'll be the last team in. They're going to be an interesting team
0: to watch because that's Marty. We we said it a couple times last year. We said it already this year as well. It, they're they're we we really couldn't figure them out last year. Yeah. How are they How are they doing it? So w- we know that puck luck certainly came into play for them. Um yeah. You mean just look at save percentages from their goalies, and you can kind of get an indication of what we're talking about here. So it will be interesting to see how that falls into place this year. Do yeah. you know are they going to get half of the puck luck that they got even less than that it will be it, it will be interesting interesting to see how, how it, it all settles if you will for Seattle because I think they overachieved last year. Um, I, I could I would foresee them fighting for a wild card spot or, or being in a wild card spot for a better part of the year. I think that's kind of where I see them the start the year here. Um, but yeah, definitely one of those teams where it's like, sit back and let's see what happens, right? Kind of the same thing as Winnipeg. We were talking about that in episode one where we were like, listen, the drama is just going to unfold. We'll see how this kind of goes left or right. Uh, you know, which fork in the road are they going to take type of deal. So Seattle's yeah. kind of in that same boat and it will be interesting to see how
1: that all plays itself out. Uh, and starting f- my first team outside looking in, uh, this one I had a hard time with in terms of the next two teams. I flip, I play, I placed them in in both ninth and tenth, and I, I played with that order a little bit. But I landed here, in Nashville. So the first of the outside looking in, uh, it's a team struggling with consistency, other than the Nets. Yes, the addition of O'Reilly will help with exactly that, but like we saw in Toronto, it's just not enough. Uh, Plus, I fully expect him to get hurt at some point. So what happens then? Who replaces that on the ice? And there's really no one that we know of that can actually replace that on the ice. Uh, The loss of Duchesne, to me, personally, I see that as a mistake. Uh, He fit in well there. I understand that Trotz kind of wants to change things up a little bit um, and go maybe a little bit more offensive, but that's that's Duchesne's bag. That's kind of what he brings to the to the table every single time. If you're talking about potentially surrounding players with more offensive-minded players, Duchesne is kind of perfect for that. Um, he has proven himself to be um, very valuable offensively, if not as much inconsistent. Um, so I can get the frustration why you might want him, why might want to show him the door. Um, but to me... I don't know. I think he liked it there. I think he fit in well there, and with the new style of play that they want to introduce there, I think it kind of lends very well for a player like Matt Duchene, who can actually really help this some of these younger players that Trotz wants to bring in and kind of usher into the new era of Nashville. Um, and I'm looking specifically at one Luke Evangelista, who I think is going to take a big step this year. Um, I think he's going to be given more production. He only played, I think it was 24 games. Let me just look at it real quick. 24 games, yeah, 15 points, seven goals. And basically anywhere he's gone, I think he played for the London Knights. Uh, He has scored a ton of goals. He's a very productive player. I see him being the kind of perfect fit with a Matt Duchesne. But anyways, can't say that anymore. He's not there. So moving right along. Mm -hmm. Um, Vancouver is the other team. I think there's the potential for Vancouver to make the playoffs if it weren't for them getting in their own way I just feel like there's going to be something in that locker room or from management that's going to stop them from progressing any further than what they did last year I saw flashes of stuff last year and there's believe I believe there's hope in there Um, I think giving Hughes the C is a good move Uh, i think it kind of there's a lot of rumors about him going with his brothers to new jersey right so kind of squash that give him the c and it's not just for that though he deserved it he's a very good player but elias peterson coming out and saying i'm not interested in talking about contracts until after the season that to me is still telling of what that locker room probably still feels like still telling what that management probably still feels like and that's why i put them below nashville in the end was because i think in the end New Jersey's, or um, Vancouver is their own worst enemy. They're going to find a way to screw it up for themselves, and that's going to keep them outside looking in. And then what does that mean in their offseason? Um, do they lose Elias Peterson? Do they lose a couple of the players? Um, does Miller ask for a trade to a contender? Stuff like that. So I think it gets a little bit uglier. I do th- my hope, <laughs> <laughs> I do believe, but it's a hope, uh, that um, Kuzmenko continues. He really proved himself last year to be uh, worth the price of admission. 39 goals, by the way. That's what he scored. Um, going to be a drop-off, but I, I, I do think the talent is there, and I do think it's real. But it's just not going to be enough. Thatcher Demko would have to stand on his head most nights, and he took a massive step back last year that I just don't see it happening. I think he does better, but I just don't think there's enough in Vancouver to really propel them into the uh, into the playoffs this year. Sorry, Joey. Uh- <laughs> no and 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 I think you know when it comes
0: to the point of a Vancouver fan, you're not in the really you know the, the best mindset right now because Peterson hasn't signed any kind of an extension, and he he certainly has made it clear that he wants to wait and he he wants you know he's it, he's always made it sound like he wants to see what the team's going to be all about um you know
1: which means he's never really had a whole lot of faith in him
0: well. Here's the thing for me. My, my initial reaction about the Vancouver Canucks would be to blow this up. Okay? Like, you know, getting yeah. rid of guys like Besser, uh, JT Miller, Demko, um, you know. And, and unfortunately, unfortunately, I think the last piece to go would probably have to be your Quinn Hughes. But because he's so young and he's something that you can build around, yeah. I I don't know where they would go with that. But I... I I'm just not. I, I feel like Vancouver's in that mushy middle, where it's yes. just like they're they're not getting great draft picks. They're not at the top of the league. They're right in the middle. So, he, again, Cole Caulfield was picked at 15th overall. It's not that you can't get talent at the in the middle of the first round.
1: Yeah.
0: But you certainly have a better chance if it's like five, six or four or seven, eight <laughs> yeah. rather than like seventeen, eighteen type of deal. Yeah. so yeah. that's kind of my feeling in regards to Vancouver. again, it's another team that is not completely devoid of talent, but kind of once you get that f- through that first line first pairing of defense and that starting goalie, yeah. things ta- start to you know the levels start Taper to fall off, off pretty quick pretty so fast, yeah. You know, again, Vancouver, you've got some good pieces over there over there right now and, and they can play some exciting hockey. Where are we a year and a half from now? That's that's my question. Cause if Peterson's not around, yikes. I mean, what are you trying to I, do? Are you yeah. trying to build around Miller and Besser? I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I I I'm making moves and I'm and I'm getting high end draft picks. Like so we'll see how it all plays out. But you know what, yeah. Marty, carry on. Um,
1: Calgary And I feel I'm being generous here <laughs> um, This team Is in a rebuild I guess Like, And I'm saying it like this because Look Craig Conroy came in And, and everybody loves it I get it And then what does he do Let's go get a Ginla. Alright that's good That is good Neither of them really have a track record Conroy has been groomed for this, so this is everybody's expectation. That's fine. That's fine. I am not sold on this being a hockey move so much as this is a PR move. Now, Conroy and Aginla may prove me wrong, and I hope they do. Both of them were, they're both stand-up guys. They both know hockey very, very well. Uh, they both carry themselves with great respect and honor for the game, for the, for the franchise, all that kind of stuff. So I don't see how it doesn't have potential for success, it of course does, but listen, this team with what happened last year, um, how everything came about, how everybody discovered that the players were, or sorry, the players felt like they were not to the extreme of a Babcock, but to the extreme of a Daryl Sutter team abused in a sense. And, and I expressed that last year even talking about what I saw and I really didn't like in regards to Pettier. Um, and I know a couple of stories came out where it was explained one way or another. I don't give a shit. I don't care at all. The way that came about was really like this team felt they weren't supported. So if the team doesn't feel they're supported, what are they playing for? Everybody plays for a cup. I get that. But the wind gets taken out of your sail pretty fast when the guy who's at the helm is essentially making jokes about you starting your career. Um, is kind of playing it up and like it doesn't matter and shit like that. I feel like that to me was an indication that he didn't have that team uh, and he didn't have their, their, their support. So when, they, when Conroy then turned around and hired the assistant coach... To me, that was the nail in the coffin. Um, this tells me this team's not necessarily going in the right direction. I don't think they know what direction they want to go into. They've got pieces, but they're not complete. Um, and I'm not, I'm not giving them anything more than where I put them. And the only reason I put them where they're at, as far as I'm concerned, they're at the bottom. The next teams, the only other teams involved are all teams that are rebuilding, broken, or both. So Calgary, enjoy where you're at because it's gonna be a while before you get the playoffs.
0: Well, I, uh, I, I don't. Right, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh,
1: no, I was just gonna say I
0: don't know if it's me and a little bit of a loving with Calgary. I actually see them making the playoffs this year.
1: Um, <laughs> I remember I, what you said last year, dude. <laughs> would you just <laughs> just you're playing with fire again, man? Oh, I, get it, I, flames. Uh-huh.
0: I, I am. I am playing with fire. I am. Um, I don't know. I just listen. Here, here's where it's at for me. You still have Markstrom in net, and if it doesn't work out, you got Vladar, and if it doesn't work out, you got Wolf. So I think you're setting nets. The defense, that's a pretty serviceable defense, no matter which way you slice it or dice it, which way you look at it. Here's the caveat of it all for me. You signed Jonathan Hubert, with an eight-year contract, and it was like $84 million bucks. Okay? Until he's traded, these guys are going for it. Like, mm-hmm. these guys are pushing I mean, yep. if they weren't, Elias Lindholm would be with another team and be in another uniform right now at training camp. So he he's going to come in back into the fold. And and look, I'm I'm not trying to say Marty that they shouldn't be retooling, okay? But I'm when you start looking at some of the pieces they have, I'm like, okay, you you, you just signed him last year. You signed Huber last year, like. Okay. Oh yeah. Don't get don't get me wrong. It's not like you can't trade him a year out, but after the the contract. But I mean, this is what you've been building. I mean, you went out and you signed Uyghur too. So yeah. To me, that there's things and and I agree. I will say this. I agree with you. I don't like the, the 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 choice of coach. I thought they should have brought in their minor league head coach, Mitch Love, and I believe he went to the. Uh, I think he might have gone to the Washington organization, but I'm not sure. Um, either way, he didn't get the promotion. So, you know what? It is what it is. But I do think that there—I do think that this team is a playoff team. What they do once they get there, I'm not going to go that far this year. I'm not saying anything about COP or anything else.
1: What I'm saying is I think they're a playoff team, and that's that. I think you're about to get burned twice. Uh, maybe. Proclaim them to go to the finals last year. Now you proclaim them to make the playoffs. You're yeah. getting burnt, my man. I'm, I'm doing it. Go Calgary. Yeah um so listen we're at the bottom of the bottom here uh i'm just gonna say the order st louis anaheim arizona chicago and san jose and i'm gonna touch a little bit on each one st louis mostly the rest of them i think you can probably fill in the blanks i feel for st louis um i really (laughs) do bennington was not supposed to be like this but this does not get better this year i don't care who you think you are Biddington showed last year that not only is he not going to get any better, but it's going to get to him mentally. And it did. He acted out last year in so many different ways that very bizarre. Um, he might end up in the player substance abuse because quite frankly, there's probably a lot of pressure on him to earn the contract that he's that he's what, two years into now? And so many people are saying that he doesn't deserve it. I, I wouldn't... Listen, it's not okay. You shouldn't turn to a substance to mask your pain, but I just wouldn't be surprised by it Um, because of the way he behaved last year was so what appears to be out of character for him. Um, It's one thing to go out and party, but to behave the way he did on the ice um, and for them, even the GM to call him out at that. It was either the GM or the coach, actually. I think it was the coach that called him out on his behavior and basically just told him, you just need to stop pucks, stop worrying about everything else and just play hockey. It's stuff like that um so players like kairu thomas Buchnevich, uh, world-class players great guys uh Krug never panned out <sighs> these are still good players this is just a really bad team and they're in a bad spot um specifically because of what's going on in nets and i don't think there's any way out from underneath it not without eating up a massive uh, portion of that contract which might be the worst thing to do. Um, maybe you can somehow get through to Biddington and you can turn his ship around for you. But that's a big if. And personally, I don't see it happening. So sorry, St. Louis. It's, it's going to be a rough couple of years, but you do have some great pieces there uh, to go and enjoy. Um, but it won't, it, won't, it won't be in playoffs. It'll be in the regular season. Sorry.
0: And one thing I will say about St. Louis is I do have to give it to... Um, GM Doug Armstrong. He did this a couple of years ago. Um, as a matter of fact, I believe he did it the year that they won the Stanley Cup. I think he might have sold off a couple of pieces earlier on in the year. I want to say January ish. Um, and he didn't see his team doing all that well and he kind of got rid of a couple of pieces. E- either way, there's been a year where he sold off some pieces, got some assets back. A- too many times in the NHL, a GM holds what he has and doesn't get assets back. Armstrong's been great that way, and he did it again last year. He started trading off some pieces. He got some first-rounders. A lot of people thought he was going to take those first-rounders and turn it into a player. He kept those picks. Um, And yes, they may be in what's called a retool at the very least, but I do like what he's doing in regards to not having to go hit bottom for four or five years, and then make your way back up. I think there's maybe one or two years here where St. Louis finds themselves stuck in the mud maybe a little. Some of these draft picks start to pan out for them, and then they kind of make a l- another little push back up uh, with some veteran presence around as well. Point being, I like I what, what Doug Armstrong is doing over the past few years where when he sees his teams kind of either out of it or fading he will make some moves to get assets. He would rather get assets back for something than let it go for nothing.
1: Yeah, you're right there. They're probably in the best hands to handle the situation, regardless of how bad it is, because it really is. But you're right. Armstrong's got a good track record, and you can rest your laurels on that. Is that the saying? Oh, my God. Yes, what yes. To say. All right. <laughs> um, listen, I, I, this will be quick. Anaheim, this is going to sound weird, but I actually have a lot of faith in them. And I do think they're but, but they're moving at a pace that's, that reminds me of New Jersey, but not New Jersey, <laughs> but r- reminds me of what New Jersey not is anymore, but used to be, but then New Jersey just took off, so it's maybe a really bad comparison. Anaheim is close. They can get even closer if some of these kids just do a little bit more. And what happened in the draft with them, I think it's a positive. I think they've got all the right pieces. You know, stick to the plan. Keep going forward. They're exciting hockey. Even though they're losing, it's exciting hockey. And I think this is going to bode well for them. I think that it's going to help picking up other pieces as they go along on this journey. And I think they're a lot closer uh, than most people feel they are, even though I've got them uh, one, two, three, fourth from the bottom. I don't think they're that far off. In terms of years, <laughs> um, it'll still be a couple of years. Uh, but I do like this team bias there because I went out and picked up Troy Terry <laughs> um <laughs> Arizona I mean Schmaltz Keller uh and even uh Misele, very good players um and their goalie you say the name uh Vremelka ah thank you young <laughs> great looks awesome but it's the off-ice <laughs> stuff you just can't escape they're still playing in a college arena I I'm sorry but I've got nothing left for this team um they're they're good. They're just never going to be great because they're never going to have the money to back it up. They're never really going to be able to do anything. They're the laughing stock of professional professional sports to a degree. So I and this is no disrespect to the fans. I've always liked Arizona. I've always liked uh, the, the Coyotes. They've always been Wayne Gretzky coached them at one point. And Wayne Gretzky is obviously my favorite player of all time, so I can't hate them entirely. But management has always just kind of found a way to screw it up. So I've, you know, there's just not enough on this on this team right now for me to say, yeah, they're gonna make some, they're gonna take some strides. Are they? I don't think so. <laughs> Chicago is not gonna be in the basement. There you go. That's what Bedard <laughs> did for you in his first season. <laughs> and it's more because San Jose is a horrible team. Um, Chicago is gonna. Score some goals. They've probably got some one pieces. Of the best. They, have, yeah. they at least have some pieces. Absolutely. But they got nothing in nets. They San Jose's probably, got a hurdle. San Jose's got yeah. a hurdle. That's it. <laughs> um, I'm not kidding when I am saying this. It might be better for Chicago to play with three defensemen and three forwards than to put any of their goalie options in this year. And I'm not kidding. Their goalie <laughs> situation... Forget it. Just absolutely well, forget it.
0: It's a rebuild situation, right? So they, they don't right. they're, not, they're 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 gonna get their goalie of the future at some point here. If they don't have them sure. already, I'd have to take a closer look, but
1: But I'm talking about this year and I'm talking about right now and focus solely on offense. This team will not win games, but man, are they gonna be fun to watch and you know buy the tickets to go see Bedard and see what he does with you know, a ragtag bunch of players that couldn't do anything on their own. They need an ultra star to come in and fix it all for them. That's what they are. And like you said, in San Jose, there's hurdle. And they've got a big hurdle to jump. They've, this is the beginning. <laughs> this is the beginning of a rebuild, of a long one. R is a good GM. He's got a plan. He's seeing it through. He's not deviating from take, it. It's going it to take a while. It will take a while. This is the beginning of it, right? So this is going to take a long while. So strap in San Jose. But there you have it. Those are my predictions uh, for the Western Conference. Over to you, Mike. We are gonna jump into the Eastern Conference.
0: But first, a word from our sponsors, DraftKings. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y, or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777, or visit ccpp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Ud Casino and Resort Games, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com/slash-football-terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And we are back with the Easter conference. And I'm going to take you right through it. Let's start with the Atlantic Division. First team off the hop. Tampa Bay comes back to take the Atlantic Division. They will. Now, you know what? This could, <laughs> this could have something to do with my dislike for the construction of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Could. It could. <laughs> it could. Yeah. But listen, in all seriousness, Tampa Bay got some really good rest last year. Um, in, in the off-season, obviously not during the year, but during the off season, they got a lot of rest. Out in the first round, yes. guys like a, a Victor Hedman, who kind of had an injury, a link, bit of a lingering injury last year, um, you know, everybody, Kucherov, Stamkos, Vasilevsky, the whole bunch of them, they haven't had this in a long while. So I really do think that that there's the hunger, there's the drive, there's the championship pedigree in that team already. All of that stuff combined, I do think that they end up taking uh, the division. Am I putting a, a lot of faith in the, into their big boys? Yes, I am. But they know how to how to win. They've been there. They've done it. I'm putting them first in the Atlantic. Next up, Toronto. Listen, nothing's changed with this team. The core four still there. Mike Riley. Um. Um. Mike. Uh, not Mike Riley. Morgan Riley on the back end. <laughs> Wow, that's a way different production right there. Mike Riley. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. They're going to score a ton. They have been scoring a ton. Matthews is going to have a great year. Marner's probably going to have an even better year point production-wise. Um, listen, they're going to be an exciting team to watch. But at the end of the day, I, and, and I said this before, until they properly address their defense, this team's not winning a cup. And I'm sorry, when, with Toronto, with the, the, the 1967 the whole, the whole kit and caboodle, it's cup or bust. And unfortunately, I just don't think they, they, they have uh, what they need. Klingberg, Ryan Reeves, I don't think those are great moves bringing those guys in. In particular, Reeves, three years, what are you doing? Just don't understand it. But having said all of that, Toronto will be second in the Atlantic. Boston comes in at third. I think everybody knows why I've got them knocked down a couple of pegs. The center depth is going to come into play. Are they going to go after Mark Shifley? We don't know. That's been an ongoing rumor throughout the whole summer. We'll see what happens with that. I just don't see Winnipeg being very interested. I don't think that Boston has uh, anything attractive either young players or so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah, you can throw <laughs> me a first round. You can throw me a first round pick, but what's going to end up being like, you know, the bottom, the bottom mm-hmm. of the bottom 10 of the of the draft. So, we'll yeah. see how that all plays out. But I mean, you know, you can't discount things like secondary scoring and losing Taylor Hall as well. So, you know, Bergeron, Krejci are gone. Hall's gone. You start to miss some chunks here. Uh, not to say that the team is not going to do well. I've got them third in the division, and they're going to be in the playoffs. It's just they're not going to. They're going to be nowhere near as dominating. Where does Marchand fall? We'll see what how all that plays out. I have Florida as fourth in the Atlantic. We got to keep in mind here that they they made a phenomenal run to the cup last year but let's not forget they squeaked in on i believe it was the last day of the season and i believe I so, it was yeah. at the and i believe it was because Pittsburgh couldn't beat Chicago so anyway long story short they got in they did their damage and that's exactly what you want if you're a professional hockey player just get me to the dance and we'll see what happens look what Florida did with their opportunity right now that being said there's, gonna, there's a lot of players that are going to be on the mend here to start the year. Kachuk, Montour, as you well know, Marty, he was on your fantasy yeah. team. I mean, the guy, if I'm not mistaken, I think if I, if I remember correctly, mid or late November, but I could be, I could be corrected on that. Um, either way, there's some decent pieces that are going to be out of the lineup to start the year. Does that set them back? We'll see. I think it kind of puts them in a little bit of a bind to start things off, but who knows? We'll see how all of it plays out. Next up for me is Ottawa. Young, exciting team. They're ready to take the next step. And I do foresee them taking a step this year. Is that into the playoffs? I don't know. I'm, you know, a lot of people are, are really feeling uh, uh, positive about the Corpus Salo pickup. I'm not saying that he isn't a, uh, a step up from what you already had. He is. He does bolster your ranks. But keep in mind here, this guy has played no more than a half season. In any, in any year, that he's, he's basically been a number two or, an, or a 1B. So we'll find out what's going on with this guy. Does he go through the Vanacek thing? We'll see. We'll find out. Maybe he, you know, he needs a little bit of time to get acclimatized to being the number one guy. But I do like Ottawa. I think they've got some great things going on. I think they've got some great s- contracts signed. If I'm being honest, I'm not sure how I feel about DJ Smith. But the talent is most certainly there. Buffalo kind of fits into the same thing here with Ottawa. Young, exciting team. I really do feel they're going to be hitting another level. I think the only thing that can really set these guys back is the the goaltending. Now, Buffalo has also been another team that Hellebuck has been linked to. I could see that really, really uh, uh, working out well uh, if they do decide to go that route. But the thing for me about Buffalo, they've got great, great, great players in the lineup right now. Look at yeah. the pipe. Look at the pipeline. Zach yeah. Benson. I think his I think his first name is Olivier Nadeau. Uh, Matthew Savoy. Hey, listen, we're talking. We were all over New Jersey in the for, in the first episode. Buckle up, Buffalo fans, because you right now you're trending in the same way New Jersey did too. You can see over the next couple of years, them throwing in a nice veteran at some point. Maybe a top six, maybe bolster their, top, their bottom six. We'll see what happens, but Buffalo and Ottawa, kind of similar here. Young teams, super exciting. There's maybe a hole here and there, but we'll see how everything plays out over the next little while. Next up for me is Detroit. Full transparency here. Not really a fan of what the Red Wings did this off season. I was all in on the Shanna plan. Marty Naya, I, I believe, talked about it on numerous occasions last year. Follow Shanahan wherever he goes and with whatever he does. I Iserman, he, uh, uh, sorry, Iserman, my bad. I said Shanahan, Iserman. It's because of Shanahan plan, Iser plan. You know what I mean?
1: They played together in Detroit. That's I why know. you're confused. Nah, yeah, you're old.
0: But the, yeah, yeah I am. Forty seven. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's it's the new eighty.
1: Um, uh,
0: <laughs> so. So the Red Wings, just not really a fan of some of the contracts they signed over the last little while. Justin Wall coming out of Toronto. They signed a 31-year-old defenseman. Not sure how I feel about that. Reimer and Nets, not really sure how I feel about that, especially with all of the uh, pride stuff last year with him. Uh, He's not really into that, and and that's fine. But I I don't know. i just not really feeling that. And and if I'm being honest, I'm putting the brakes on the Iser plan personally. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm i agree. putting the brakes on it until I see some more stuff. Didn't like what he did this year. Not not overly excited about it. But you know, I I can be proven wrong. St- there are some things that I like. Bringing in Brinkett. Obviously, he's got Raymond and Perron. I like the Sprong signings as well. Nice nice deal there. Larkin. Can't go wrong. Uh, Larkin, obviously. I mean, him and him and Debrinket, I think are going to go Sider. off. Cider. Cider on the defensive end. Can't go wrong there either. Um. Just not, sh- again, putting the brakes on the Iser plan for now. And then bringing up the rear in the Atlantic division. My Montreal Canadiens. The way I like to look at it in the Atlantic is you got seven contending teams in Montreal. That's the way I like to look at it. Listen, Accurate. Habs fans, we all know how it's going to be. We went out and got New Hook. Nice little lad, 22 years old, fits in with the plan. I'm all for it. It's growing pains, guys. It's growing pains. It's remaining committed to the long game. Don't start don't start speeding stuff up just for shits and giggles now. No, no, no. you hit rock bottom. Keep just play it out, man. Play it out now. Yeah. Guys like Josh Anderson, Brendan Gallagher, I hope that we can get rid of these guys at some point, get some assets for them going to the goaltending they want to see what they got in sam montalbo i would assume that they're going to part ways with jake allen at some point maybe allen's a nice little piece for a contending team towards the deadline who knows but i know montreal wants to see what they've got in in sam montalbo and and listen i don't think he's going to be their starter for the next like eight years but if he can be their starter for the next two three years while they're going through the rebuild they find their their goaltending or the future boom there you go we'll see how it all plays out but Suffice it to say, Montreal fans, just sit back, relax, enjoy the season. Wins and losses aren't so important right now. It's the actual development of the team. Moving to the Metro. Now, this is where it gets really, really interesting. Carolina, New Jersey, and the New York Rangers. Marty, we've talked about in our own fantasy league, the CFHL, it's going to be a dogfight with six teams. You want a dogfight in the NHL? Check the Metro. Because these three teams are going to literally beat the living shit out of each other. Like, this is going to be something to watch all year long. I, I will not... Listen, I've got it set up this way with Carolina taking the division, okay? I will be the first to say the New Jersey Devils or the New York Rangers... Could be the team that comes out of the Metropolitan Division, period. Out of the playoffs. Forget being first in the division. One of these three teams, and, and I w- If Marty, if you tell me in May or June, it's the Rangers that made it out of the Metro, not surprised. Devils, no. not surprised. Carolina, not surprised. One of right, these right. teams, it, 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 it's going to come down to a little bit of luck, maybe some health. Listen, yeah. I, I, I just, it, it's going to be an absolute dogfight between these three teams, and I cannot wait, Marty. I can't wait for it. I just can't. Three of the most exciting teams in the league, New Jersey and Carolina, kind of in particular. I mean, I, I, I've got a little bit more invested in Carolina myself with Ajo, so a little soft spot for them there. But the Rangers, mm-hmm. I've got Shesterkin, so I've got a soft spot for them there too. But True. my feelings aside – Take your pick, man. I mean, you've got three team, three elite teams are just elite in different ways. Carolina's kind of deep. So, so is New Jersey. I mean, the Rangers probably have the gold ten, the edge in goaltending overall. But I mean, it's, it, it, you know what? Marty, it's, it's how you want, it's whatever angle you want to look at. It, yeah. It's just, it's just depends on, on what exactly, on which way you want to look at. Now, out of the, from those top three, pick who you want. The next one up, so fourth in the in the Metro, I've got Pittsburgh. I know what I said about Pittsburgh earlier. In episode one, I mentioned about Carlson. How's that going to play out? This, that, the other thing. Listen, we're talking about the regular season. We're talking about rankings. I don't foresee any of the Islanders, the Capitals, the Blue Jackets, or the Flyers, popping over Pittsburgh. I just think Pittsburgh's yeah. got too much know-how, too much experience, and too much skill. Did, did they get what they needed? I don't think so. But do they, have what, do they have what they need to make the playoffs? I do believe so. In particular, when Gensel gets back. He's going to be a great shot in the arm. The big, big, big question mark for me is Tristan Jerry. If you can get some above-average goaltending out of this guy for the next five years, that's going to be a sweet deal. He's only signed at 5.375. So yeah. he's, he's, that's your starting goaltender under 5.5. Now go and look, at the, the other, look up the other starting goaltenders in the league. Then come back and talk to me about Pittsburgh. And if he can give them above-average goaltending... That is going to be a great contract. If for no other reason, Marty, for the money per year. Under 5-5 five, five for your starting goalie. So Beautiful. we'll see how it works out for Jari. It, it wasn't so great last year. So me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm holding back a bit. Let's see how this works
1: out for him. But I do think they've got enough to sneak into the playoffs with the fourth spot. I like the signing. I like doubling down on Jerry because I do think it actually gives him that shot of confidence because, let's face it, it was all over the hockey media. Nobody, We had all lost faith in him, right? He's going to walk. He'll find a contract somewhere else. What's what's Pittsburgh going to do? They started talking about looking elsewhere. I believe Vanacek at one point was even linked to them. But then Dubas comes in and signs him and tells him, no, you're our guy for the next five years. We got Crosby and Malcolm who are going to retire in that time. And I'm resting their chances on another cup on you. Here you go. And, and you know That's what, Marty? I, I have to agree
0: with you in regards to that aspect, the mental aspect for Jari. I mean, look at the season he had last year. Don't tell me he doesn't read the socials. or he, he's, They're not completely immune to it. He may not read the socials, but he has a vibe of what's going on. He so he knows it. so he knows that he wasn't great and then your boss okay, imagine you're at work Marty you're not doing a great job and your boss says you know what i'm going to sign you to 5 years i believe in you i'm going to sign you to 5 yeah. years at 5.375 you're like you're like i'll sign on a dotted line twice yeah. so <laughs> so put yourself in this <coughs> position and yes i would 100% agree it is a shot a shot in the arm for jari hopefully for the pens Maybe not so much for Scott's team that he does well. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Good point. Good point. Next up after Pittsburgh, I've got the Islanders. Listen, much like their crosstown rivals, the Islanders' greatest asset is in goal, and that's Ilya Sorokin. They'll go as far as he can take them. Now, what I'm hoping for, seeing as I have Sorokin on my team, is I am hoping, and I mentioned this in episode one, I'm hoping that there can be some sort of chemistry be, be, between Barzal and Horvat, and that can keep going. It at least gives the Islanders something to lean on offensively, a one-two punch, if you will. So let's see how that goes down over the course of the year. We know how they are defensively. They're going to be tough. The only problem is, is they're just as tough when it comes to the offensive side. So let's let's see if the Islanders can get them. You know what? Can they get the most out of their lineup? I.e., can they squeeze as many goals out of this lineup as they can? We're going to find out starting in a couple of weeks. Next up after the Islanders, I've got Washington. Marty, the way I wrote this to start off was this is a team in flux. I mean, you've got... Oh, listen, it's all well and good to watch Ovechkin and see if he's going to hit it and if he's going to break the goal total, which I still think he will. Yep. But aside from that... You've got an aging Nicholas Backstrom, an aging uh, um, TJ Oshie. Um, Not really sure why they signed Tom Wilson for that long. I understand signing Tom Wilson. I just don't understand because I believe it was a six-year contract. And I'm not really sure about that.
1: feel it. Um, Seven.
0: Maybe. Maybe I am wrong. But I think it was lengthy. And I just wasn't sure why you signed him for that long. Seven years. You could have signed him for like three or four. You know, just enough to kind of get you through the Ovechkin era type of deal. Not really sure about this team. Not really sure about Kemper and Nett. Um, I just don't see it coming to fruition for these guys whatsoever. Next up, Columbus. Um, This is a little bit different. Bottom of the barrel, so to speak. But there are some really nice pieces here. And if things can click here sometime over the next, like, say, year Year and a half, maybe two years. This could be a team that, you know, we're probably talking about solidly in a wild card spot, but maybe even pushing into that top eight. If you, you know what I mean, like pushing into that, top, that those top teams. I mean, they've got talent that's throughout the lineup, right? I mean, you got your your foundational pieces in Goudreau, Line and Wierensky. Um, You know, you got your youngsters coming in: Fantilli, Johnson, Marchenko, and Foodie. And the decor is solid, if unspectacular. I mean, they did go out and get Damon Severson from New Jersey, signed him. I think like six or seven years, whatever it was. Suffice it to say, it's not a bad defense. Like it's what I like to call a serviceable defense. Like right. they're not top of the league, but they're certainly nowhere near the bottom. Like they can get the job done. They can insulate uh, Elvis. You yep. know, would you? You know, you got Yerich. Uh, um, what is it? David uh, Yerich is coming in, I think. Uh, if, I'm not sure if I'm saying that properly, but um, I believe he's I'll coming to the mix um, on defense. So th- they've got some pieces there. Let, let's let let's just call it what it is. They're not going to be in the basement. That goes to the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, GM Danny Briere is tasked with bringing this once-proud franchise back to its former glory. And he did well in drafting Matt Vamishkoff, because they're going nowhere in the next three years anyway, so we have time to wait for the guy. But I do think that you, you need to figure out where do we want to go scorched earth? Or yeah. do we want to keep guys like Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee, Travis uh, Konechny? Or are we kind of moving on? Like, I know they just signed, I think it was um, not Farabee, but the other one. Oh God, I'm having a huge brain fart. I just meant I just Jeez. mentioned his name. Who else uh, is on that team? <laughs> uh, sorry, Morgan Frost just signed a two-year deal. That's the guy. Oh, okay. Uh, Frost just signed two years, so he isn't going anywhere. But uh, in regards to uh, Travis Konechny and Joel Fairby, it's like, listen, just are we going scorched earth or are we going to kind of keep these young guys and start to do the, I'll call it like the Montreal thing, right, where they've got some pieces, but now they're just going to start bringing in the youngsters as well with them. So... We'll see how that goes. But I mean, Philly's going to have a pretty rough year here. Um, you know, Carter Hart, any Carter Hart owners out there, could be a little bit of a rough one. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it all works out for Philadelphia. But there you have it. There is my Hold Atlantic on. and Metro. Hold on. And Metro rankings
1: i know you i know you still have something you want to talk about i i I want to get something off my chest because i think it's important that people understand oh it's important that oh it's it's important and we disagree wholeheartedly here wholeheartedly uh, as we should and and there's no reason not to disagree because what i'm about to say quite frankly within the nhl ranks is sacrilegious and you're you're wrong by the way and you are wrong at least right it's fine at least right now it's sacrilegious and i am aware of all of this and i'm i'm aware that i'm you know my chances are of being wrong are greater than being right what i'm getting at is tampa is not making the playoffs this year
0: boo
1: um, <laughs> now listen <laughs> let me just I'll quickly go over this it won't take very long Vasilevsky said of last year he struggled with a big workload he said my mistake was that I didn't really pay attention to my recovery even if he does manage to stay healthy this is a clear indication that what we'll be doing is that he will be playing less do you know who his backup is no you don't because his backup sucks (laughs) and that means less W's for Tampa that's one two Vasilevsky's goals against average of 2.65 915 save percentage during the regular season were as worse since 1516. 16 each of the last three seasons the lightning have fallen further down the standings granted in 1920 and 21 and 2021 yeah they won the cup they still fell both years though and last year they extended in the they sorry they exited in the first round against toronto in another year where they fell they've gone from second in 1920 to sixth this past year it may not be so much because there won't be good It's just possible that they won't be good enough to supplant the other teams that are coming up behind them, i.e. Buffalo as being one of them, who last year sat tied for ninth with 42 wins, only five points behind Tampa Bay. So those are things to be considered, but I'm not done. Tampa lost players like Mike (laughs) McDonough and Andre Palat that were paramount in Vasilevsky's success for years. Yes, we're one year removed from this, but the proof is already there as they dropped from 51 wins to 46 without those two players. And only one, they, they are one of only two teams to make the playoffs last year to have a losing record on the road. This is not the same Tampa Bay team that we've grown to love. They will be close, but they will be on the outside looking in because the proof is there. It started, it started when they won their last cup and then he started to have to sell off some pieces and they've continued to do that and their aging veterans are catching up to them and this is on the backs of me saying that Kucherov is going to have a hell of a season and I do understand that Vasilevsky got the rest that he deserves but this team is aware of what a prolonged heavy workload does to Vasilevsky and they don't want it so they're going to adjust and it's going to spell out to more games being lost that's my point well, I mean, the only thing I'd have to say
0: in regards to that is, look, I've got them as first in the Atlantic. <clears throat> yeah.
1: That so may be...
0: <laughs> that <laughs> That may be... You know, that may be a bit much per se. Um, but for me, what it comes down to when you're talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning, I, I, I it goes back on their experience, right? Like these guys could have a middling um, regular season and if they, like, if they get into the playoffs, which I think they will quite easily this is a team that just knows how to do it like the, you, you can't point to another team that has their know-how or what they've gone through over the last three years except for last year obviously it was three deep cup runs man Yeah, you're right. So, you know, there's still (laughs) a lot of wear and tear on all their bodies. Um, They did have a lot of, and and I I just think that that is immeasurable in regards to this lineup. Um, You know, when you start thinking about guys like Isimon, Nick Paul, uh, Tanner Janot, you know, these guys on the third line. It's one. It's a great third line. Two. They weren't part of this. These runs, these three run deep runs that they had. Um, True, it it, it it they just weren't part of it. So there, there's your hunger. Um, I I don't know if I would go so far as saying they're pissed off like a Colorado, but I th- I do think that it left a bad taste in their mouth. Uh, yeah, the Tor- the that. Toronto thing. Um, yeah. And, and the other thing and, and, and don't get me wrong listen when I say what I'm about to say Toronto won the games like you have to score more goals than uh, the opposing team and no matter which way you slice it or dice it Toronto won the games now what I will say right. is this I believe there were three overtime games in that series I yeah, think yeah I think you're right I don't think Tampa Bay loses many games they, they just wouldn't lose as many of those overtime games as they did now again I I will not take anything away from Toronto. Toronto beat them fair and square. You have to score more goals than your opponent to win the game, and they did that. I I just think with everything that Tampa has Tampa has been through, the experience, the know-how, um, call it whatever you want. There's so much of it. Add into that some of the newer players who are part of this. Call it lightning core. Right, that that have never been part of that winning, so they want they want a taste of that, and, and that 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 can permeate throughout your lineup. You know what I mean? Kucherov's yes. sitting there, he's got two cups and he's got another deep run to boot. Nick Paul's sitting there saying, "Hey Nikita, like I'm going to show you how determined I am. Like you know, I, I want to be a part of something like that, and I know you guys up top can get that done as long as we get." We need to get done here in the bottom six. So, I don't know. I just I feel really good where Tampa Bay's at. Have they lost a lot of of Stanley Cup pieces? Yeah, they have. But any any Stanley Cup winning team that wins two cups in a row and has another deep run will. Um, great signing in Brandon Hagel. Connor Sheary knows yeah. how to play. Knows how to play with top end guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanner Janot, Nick Paul, um, Michael Alissamont. Um, you know I'd have to go over it really quickly but I get the feeling like that's going to be quite the physical lineup um, and then your fourth line Tyler Mott who's been a fourth liner forever in, in, in his career so it, it fits right in with him Logan Brown who just hasn't worked out in St. Louis or Ottawa so I, I don't know I just I get a good feeling about Tampa Bay where they're at and, and this was a long-winded answer to or response <laughs> to what you, you said but the gist of it is they've got rest and a lot of it,
1: and I think that's going to go a long way for this club. You may be right, and I know most people think you're right. In fact,ually, I would go out on a limb and saying everybody thinks you're right, and everybody thinks I'm wrong. Um, however, I'm going, to lend, I'm going to end my segment on this by saying, at some point, the dive you're just happens. too old. Yeah, yep. And now, it just and to me, I'm reading the terrain, and like I just said. I've seen something happen over the last 3 years that we're not used to seeing from Tampa, which is they've slipped in the standings every year. Yes, they won 2 Stanley Cups in those years, but they've slipped in the standings every year, but more than that, the teams around them have gotten significantly better. And there's you can almost break it down where there's going to be there's 3 spots left for 5 teams. So who is it? Sorry. No, it was four spots left with six teams. That's what it was. Um, so who's going to be on the outside looking in? And it could be the difference of two points. And you could even go, uh, you can even go as far as Tampa was robbed down the stretch. They won that game, but they called back a goal, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't care. They're going to be in a position to, they're eventually going to be in a position where they're going to, they're going to lose and it'll be the end of that era and it's sad like I because I love this team I've loved it since the beginning this uh, back in the Stevie Y days where he was just building it and then you know left right before everything got really really good for years one of the one of the teams were wondering is this going to be one of those dynasty teams Uh, and legitimately so every there's a lot of players on this team that are going to go in the Hockey Hall of Fame first ballot no questions asked but this is where we're at with their careers too right like not necessarily, Kucherov is still very serviceable. Vasilevsky, like, these are still top fright players. Yeah. You're talking about a goalie who's in the top five in the world, if not top three. You're talking about a player. But you're talking about wear and tear. Playoffs, like you've said before, are such a burden on the body that if you don't rest it enough, you could be 33 years old, but your body feels like it's 38. You still got years at like, 38, but it's I, got I, an I, effect. At some point, the decline does
0: have to happen. Uh, I yeah. just, I personally think it's a little bit premature myself, but hey, that, that's, 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 a great, that's the great thing about hockey, though. And you know what? The fun thing is, is and, and I'm not sure if all you lin- listeners are going to know who this is, but Marty and I have, uh, have been getting a lot of in- information off of this website for a number of years now. Daryl Dobbs has a, uh, a website, uh, dobberhockey.com, if you're not familiar. And he actually does have the lightning missing the playoffs as well, so you
1: are not the only one, my friend. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. I feel I feel so vindicated with that now. <laughs> like, okay, well, shut up. I'm right. Dobson said it. Like, <laughs> so you're not That's the amazing, only one, it. my friend. But yes, there okay, you good.
0: there you have it. That is Mike and Marty's ranking show for this year, 2023, 2024. Boom. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you are interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes on our website at twogalag.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter for all of our info. Our handle is at twogalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Thanks for listening, and until next time.